Shake the Room, Fire Nation. JLD here with an audio masterclass on the hidden dangers of living a safe life. To drop these value bombs, I have brought Jimmy Rex on the mic. He's an adventurer, entrepreneur, networker, and author of the new book, You End Up Where You're Heading, The Hidden Dangers of Living a Safe Life life. So we're going to talk about the dangers of living a safe life, why most people choose what they perceive to be a safe life, and why that's actually not the case. We're going to talk about the cave. You're going to have to tune in to hear about that part. And so much more, Fire Nation, as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. Start building an army of loyal affiliates and brand ambassadors who constantly promote your products today. The step-by-step is waiting for you on my buddy Russell Brunson's new podcast miniseries, Traffic Secrets. Open your podcast app and subscribe to Traffic Secrets now or visit trafficsecretspodcast.com. Jimmy, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. What's up, John? Well, one thing that's super interesting about myself and what's up, Fire Nation, is I actually have diplomat status in Mexico. Whoa. And yeah, that's something that uh, and I also have a doc- an honorary doctorate degree from 11 universities in Mexico. So I guess that's pretty interesting. Now, does Mexico have non-extradition with the United States? Is that what you're getting to? No, it's nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> It, uh, me and a couple of buddies worked with a group for a while called Operation Underground Railroad. We'd go undercover in Mexico and help rescue kids that were being right. sex trapped. And yeah. so they wanted to honor us. And so we got this diplomat. Says it only works when we go to the airports in Mexico, but we get to skip the lines and stuff like that. That's pretty and cool. Yeah, I, I like to say I'm a big deal down there, not so much up here. I'm not trying to push it, though, but don't uh, diplomats have non-extradition to the United States? <laughs> I believe so. I've, I've said before to some people, I'm like, look, if we ever need to uh, take care of somebody, we just got to get them to Mexico. That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. That's <laughs> good to know, man, because it's not that hard to cross that border. That Rio Grande is not a uh, formidable obstacle, but love the Underground Railroad. I know Russell Brunson talks about that all the time at you know, ClickFunnels and Funnel Hacking Live events, and he's doing a lot of great stuff with that. It's an amazing cause, so th- thank you for what you do there. And Fire Nation, as you know, we're going to be talking about the hidden dangers of living a safe life, because Jimmy's written a, a great new book called You End Up Where You're Heading, The Hidden Dangers of Living That Safe Life. And let's just kick it right off, Jimmy, because what do you mean exactly when you say there are hidden dangers of living a safe life. I mean, don't we just want to minimize our risk? What's the deal with this? And that's what's kind of funny is in the past when, you know, civilizations were forming and everything else, the whole purpose was the explorers had all the danger. The people that went out and did those things, they left the settlers behind. The settlers' job was to build walls um, to, you know, around those places that were already mapped out to kind of um, help uh, make it predictable, eliminate surprises, destroy diversity, build walls, uh, forts, you know, till the fields, reproduce all those things. And that was the safe life was to be the settler. All the explorers, I mean, even the good ones that um, we know about, you know, uh, Marco Polo and others, I mean, they ended up getting killed on their explorations. But these settlers had kind of this safe life. And unfortunately, it's all kind of changed. Uh, now, you know, with social and technological advances, we've wiped all most of the dangers of the frontier. I mean, calories are cheap, transportation's safe, it's fast. Uh, plagues minus the coronavirus has pretty much been eradicated, you know. But um, modern day explorers, um, they're the ones that get to venture out with a high degree. You know, they have a lot of uncertainty, but they kind of know they're going to return in one piece. They, uh, you know, there's 
you're not worried about getting um, having to sell the seas with unsmooth waters. You're not having to worry about um, people thinking that you're doing witchcraft or heresy and things like that. And so where the danger come in now is, you know, the reality is, is if you're the person that's sitting and settling and you're just kind of um, staying in your safe place, you're going to have a lot of harsh conditions coming out of that. You're going to have, you know, forms of addiction, obesity, burnout, heart disease, anxiety, depression. And for what? So you can, you know, maybe get a little bit bigger house. You can have a mediocre relationship, comfort. Um, so for the whole idea of the book, the whole idea of the the title and everything else is, we think that living a safe life is kind of camping in and kind of, you know, building ourselves into this, this small world. But the real value, the real beauty of life is getting out and, and exploring what's out there. It is really interesting because when you think about it and you hear, you know, all those stories from the olden days, you hear that phrase over and over again that you can see who the pioneers are because they have the arrows in their back. You know, they're the people <laughs> yeah, yeah. that went like, we're going west, like we're going to the Pacific and like you never heard from them again because they went out, you know, they went into Native American country or they just, you know, had exposure because of the rocky winters and all that different thing all those different things. So, you know, it's really interesting to hear that things have flipped because, you know, most people, they choose what they perceive to be this quote-unquote safe life. So beyond what you've already shared, because you've already kind of shared a little overview of what that happens, let's, let's get into a couple of specifics on why we as human beings do this and why maybe we shouldn't. If you picture there's a map on a table and somebody's got their head over the map and they're looking at this map and they see that as their entire world and they think, okay, this is what I know. This is what I'm comfortable with. This is where I feel safe. But And most people live their whole lives with that map zoomed in. But if you, somebody were to come up and go, hey, pull the map back, pull your head back, and you notice the map is 100 times bigger than you ever thought. And this happened to me in my own life. You know, I was born... Um, to believe one thing, and uh, I lived that way for over 30 years. And then all of a sudden, I, you know, I had a couple life experiences. I started traveling the world, and I got to go to over. I've been to over 68 countries now. Wow. And with my travels, every single time I went, there was so much reward and there was so much joy. There was so much beauty in, in these other worlds that existed. It was like I got to see so many different. Uh, parts of life and so many different, you know, cultures. And, and every time I went, I learned other things. And I started to realize that all these things I was uncomfortable with, once I got to know them, the discomfort went away and it actually became a much stronger love. So I'll give one example. I was in Egypt a couple of years ago and uh, a good friend of mine had invited me to go with him and he visiting his family in Egypt. And I always had this fear, just being honest, of, of Islamic people. And his family was there, and they had this beautiful um, Islamic family, about 30 of them. And I was, when I first got there, I was so uncomfortable. And then all of a sudden, I saw the love and the way they took me in. And the tr his mom came up to me, and she said, I've been worried about my son in the United States for 20 years. And having met one of his best friends, all my fear has gone away. I can see he has these beautiful friends. Wow. And it creates these atmospheres. It creates these experiences, these life experiences where you, you just truly get to step out of your old map and look at this new form of it. And it's so much more bigger and so much more beautiful. Now, I had very similar experiences. I mean, I grew up in a very small town in Maine. I went to Providence College in Rhode Island, which is, you know, in New England. So I spent basically the first 22 years of my life, you know, in this very tiny corner of the United States, 
let alone the world. And then, yes, I did go into the army. So for four years, I traveled a decent amount. But, you know, I mean, when you're in Iraq, you're not, necess- you're not necessarily seeing the country, like, um, you know, mostly behind the wires, except for these little forays were going out, you know, during my time in the army. But then I can remember so clearly is that while I was in law school and I made the decision to drop out, I was like, you know what? It's really time for me to get out and really spread these wings and really zoom my map out. And that's when I went to India for the first time. And I did a four-month backpacking trip through India, through Nepal, and it brought this whole new perspective. And I'll tell you, when it came back, it set the foundation of me eventually launching Entrepreneurs on Fire a couple of years later, which of course has now been rocking for eight years. So Fire Nation, if you get just trapped in that small map, like you're going to have small expectations, you're going to have small opportunities, you're going to have small sights of what can actually happen to you in this world. But when you zoom that map out, suddenly a lot more things become possible. It's not always going to come from the areas and directions you think, but that's the point of zooming that map out. Now, Jimmy, in your book, you talk about the hero's journey. Where exactly do most people get stuck on this part of their journey? For example, most people, it's not that they're not explorers. Most people, they're just human, right? Um, when an untraveled path shows up, fear and discomfort uh, make appearances to stop you in your tracks. And so it's, you kind of got this one-two punch of survival that, you know, has worked for thousands of years. Um, our brains are literally wired to look for what is going wrong or what's uncomfortable because that's how it kept us alive. Um, but our brain, unfortunately, doesn't know that we've evolved into a much safer society in so many ways. And so it's always looking like that's why, you know, negative news catches the attention so much quicker than positive news. That's why most people tend to focus on what's going wrong in their life and not right. You know, every guru or every motivational speaker will talk about gratitude because it's the only way you can retrain your brain to look for what's going right as opposed to what's going wrong because it naturally wants to see what's going wrong. And so, I mean, you know, just thinking about something unpleasant can induce physiological feelings of pain inside of us. It's like why you say, you know, you die a million or die a hundred deaths or die a thousand deaths or whatever is because anytime you feel that pain of what you think could happen to you, you actually, your body experiences it as if it actually happened. And so I don't know. So for me, that chapter you know, that facing the frontier. And a lot of times what happens, unfortunately, is our family and friends want us to be safe as well. And they don't know that when they're trying to keep us safe, they're actually kind of screwing us over because they're going to tell you to do the safe thing. They're going to tell you to do the thing that makes them feel safe towards you and everything else. And so you see that all the time. You hear people, everybody that's accomplished something, you know, the biggest naysayers are usually the ones closest to them. And that's why it's so much harder to actually break out of that frontier and go and, and, and explore your own path. Fire Nation, the key words I just want to go back to is exploring your own path. This is your world. And I'm telling you, over and over again, I've heard from so many of my past guests and from books that I've read of people that are looking back over their journeys, the regrets that they have, the ones that let other people influence their path. So it wasn't their own path. It was their mother who wanted to just brag to all of her friends that her son was in law school or that her daughter was in med school or that, you know, the brother or the grandmothers or the family or the friend, whatever it was, it was them pushing their map, their path on other individuals that leads to nothing but regret. Draw your own map, draw your own path, make that happen. And if you think Jimmy is even close to being done dropping value bombs, you have to wait until we get back from thinking our sponsors. 
One of the biggest struggles we face as online business owners is building an audience. Getting traffic to your website, podcasts, videos, social media channels, it's not easy. But there's a framework that you can start using right now to consistently drive your dream customers to your business every day. Want that framework? Great news, Fire Nation. My buddy Russell Brunson is a co-founder of ClickFunnels and has grown his business to a near $1 billion valuation using traffic driving strategies as a back backbone of his business. And fortunately for the rest of us, he's one of the most generous people I know in the online business world. He just created a new podcast mini series called Traffic Secrets to help you learn exactly how to borrow traffic from influencers in your industry, how to build an army of loyal affiliates and brand ambassadors who constantly promote your products, how to effectively build an email list and so much more. Open your podcast app and subscribe to Traffic Secrets now or visit Traffic Secrets Podcast. So Jim, you were back and I have literally been pounding the drum for years now for people to invest in mentors. I mean, finding my mentor was a huge, massive part of my journey and a big reason why I was successful. I mean, my mentor was key, fundamentally key in me having a successful launch of the podcast and first few months running an actual entrepreneurial business. Talk to us, share with Fire Nation how we can find our mentor. Yeah, and so this is one of the most important parts of the entire explorer's journey, the hero's journey, is you have to find people to guide you on the path. So for me in my own life, for example, I've had seven or eight key mentors along the way. I'm a real estate guy is where my background came from. Um, You know, even every single part of my life, I would search for these people that had been there before because they've been through the mountains, they've been down the valleys, they've been into the cave, they know how to go through these things. And so there's a couple of keys to find mentors is number one, I think one of the most important things, because I get asked this a lot, I'll I'll have people, um, you know, send me messages on Instagram or something like, hey, I heard you speak about mentors, and I want I want you to mentor me. Um, And it's like, Okay, well, there's a couple of keys to having a good mentor. Number one is you want to be very specific of what you're looking for in a mentor. Um, you want to find somebody that you look up to, not just because of what they're doing or where they're at, but because of the struggles they've been through, their trials, how they overcame them. Um, you also want to find somebody that, um, that has similar traits and qualities to yourself. Figure out, you know, this is the key to the whole thing is I always say if you want to find a mentor, you've got to figure out how to provide massive value for that person. And everybody needs something in their life, but people are busy. And so a lot of these guys that are mentors, so many people want to be mentors, but what you don't want is you want to know that your time spent with that person that you're mentoring is going to be a value. And so you want to see somebody that has enough desire, that has enough heart, that's going to go out of their way um, to do the things you teach them in order to get that. So one of my mentors is a guy by the name of Paul Hutchinson. And when I first met this guy, he kind of tried to blow me off. I just, I met him, it was a networking group, and this guy was just different than everyone else. And I just said, I don't know why, I don't know how, but I have to be, I have to know this guy. I want to be friends with this guy and I want to learn from this guy. And sure enough, he was the one that ultimately led me to Tim Ballard in that group to work with them for a while. And um, But when I first met Paul, he tried to blow me off and I knew I had to provide value for him. And so when he first tried to blow me off, I just I just refused to go away. You know, He ended up inviting me to this sponsored dinner that was like quite a bit of money and I, I, I did it. And then I brought my most amazing friends that I could find. And then you know we, cre- we created a fun atmosphere. And then all of a sudden he's like, all right, let's go to lunch. And then he explained, he said, well, here's a couple of things other people are doing. I did them all. And I just kept going back. And he came back later. We ended up becoming He's one of my closest friends in the world now, and he's mentored me for years. And I've literally met more people and had more experiences of life through this human than probably any other two, three people I've met in my life. 
And he said to me later, he said, Jimmy, the reason why I finally like you basically got in and me and you became so close, he said, every single time I asked you to do something, you overdid it. You did it, whatever I asked, and then some extra. He goes, you have no idea how unique it is to just show up and do what you say you're going to do. He said, in my life, I'm so busy and I need people all the time for different things. And he goes, the value of having somebody that I can 100% count on, that was the biggest difference for me. And I knew I wanted to be friends with you as well. And so anyway, that's just one example. But too often you see people, they want to be mentor, they want to do things, but they kind of, they're trying to get from that person right away. And the mentor, the whole fun of being a mentor is to be able to share with that person and know that you're making a difference and knowing that they really appreciate it. So you just want to show appreciation to whoever that mentor is. And, you know, it's not sufficient. I mean, I'll have people that hit me up on Instagram. They're like, dude, I want you to mentor me. They're not even following me yet. You know, you're like, dude, you, you're not <laughs> actually putting any effort into doing this. And so it should be, you know, you want to pick those key people in your life because if you have the right mentor, it truly will change everything for you. I know in real estate, when I first got in, it did the same thing. I, I, I was lucky enough, um, you know, my second year in real estate, I was only 24 years old and, and I ended up selling 98 homes. Wow. And so I kind of got the opportunity to be on some stages and talk about a lot of things, what I was doing. Well, I got taken under the wing of the three top real estate coaches in the entire industry, Mike Ferry, Tom Ferry, and a guy named Bill Pipes. And they personally coached me. And the opportunity that that gave me, I honored that so much. Nobody worked harder and nobody was you know, more grateful for that. And so by working with those amazing mentors, I was able to soak up 20 years of information in less than two. And that is kind of what exploded my entire career. One thing I've always said, Fire Nation, is your perfect mentor is somebody who is currently where you want to be. So think about those words. Your perfect mentor is somebody who's currently where you want to be. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, listen, so many people are saying, hey, oh, Richard Branson would be my perfect mentor. Like if he would just mentor me, life would be perfect. Well, do you want to run a record company or do you want to actually run an airline? If the answer is no, then believe me, Richard Branson is not the perfect mentor. If you want to launch a podcast, guess what? That dude is not going to be able to help you launch a podcast. He doesn't have the knowledge, the skills, the experience, and he shouldn't because if he ever wanted to launch a podcast, he would just turn a microphone on and he'd let his team do the rest of the stuff. And that's fine. And that's cool. He's Richard Branson. You need to find somebody who is currently where you want to be. They're going to be able to guide you on that journey. Now, let's call a spade a spade, Jimmy. I mean, sometimes we take a wrong turn in life. How do we know? if we're on the wrong path. One of my favorite questions is, you know, how do you know where you're at on the path or if you're on the wrong path completely? And I think it's a little bit trickier than people think because a lot of times you can be on the wrong path, but you kind of feel like you still have some things going on correctly. You can um, you can be, you know, you can be happy and be on the wrong path. You can be successful um, in areas of your life and be on the wrong path. You can be in love and still be on the wrong path. Um, what you got to do is kind of take a look of your entire life and just really try to feel if you're in alignment with your true self. And we, if we stop, and this is why it's so important to take time. We talk about you know meditation and exploration by yourself and really spending that time with yourself. We live in a world that's so busy now. That's one of the gifts of the coronavirus is that it gives us this opportunity to slow down and actually look at our lives and go, what are we doing that is truly in alignment and where do I feel a little bit off? And it's the first time that I can ever remember. I know I'm a high achiever. And so for me, it's the first time in my life I can literally take time and do nothing to think about these things and not feel like I'm being left behind, not have any, you know, fear that I'm missing out on stuff. And so it's been a real gift for me. And I even, even myself as I've, you know, this book's going to be coming out in a couple months and I'm the one that wrote it. And I still was on the wrong path in a part of my life. I was started doing a lot of real estate coaching 
And I didn't, I realized I've never wanted to be a real estate coach. That's not something I desire to do. And I've got all these courses, I've done all these things. And I'm like, but it wasn't truly authentic to where I want to be. And it took this slowdown just the last couple of weeks for me to realize, oh my gosh, this is not fulfilling me. This is not ever, I just was really good at real estate. So I figured that was the Mm. most obvious thing to start coaching other people on. But I actually have all these other areas of life that light me up that I, the true stuff is like what my book is all about, like truly getting your inner path and, 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 you know, going into the cave and doing these things. And, And so for me, I just had to drop it all. I told my marketing guy, I was like, hey, we're done with all the real estate coaching. He's like, what are you talking about? This is everything we've been pushing. I said, it doesn't matter because it, it's not my true path. And so, it, it, but it takes that strength to really go, okay, like, even though I've got all this effort over here, if that's not authentically what I want to do. And so many people in their life, they feel stuck because they've put so much effort into something. We do this a lot with romantic relationships, right? It's, it's very difficult to leave it because you've built so much up. You know, you have all these memories, you have all these experiences, but so many people realize they're in the wrong relationship, but yet they're like, uh, this is the safe path. This is the safer play. And it's truly not, but it feels like it is. You're really keeping yourself from a lot of passion, joy, and happiness that are waiting for you on the other side if you actually are willing to you know, um, go down the, the, scarier, the scarier trail. So if I had to sum up what Jimmy just shared, Fire Nation, sometimes you have to give up the good to get to the great. Because listen, a lot of you are really good at things. You're comfortable. Jimmy was good at real estate. He sold 98 homes in his rookie year. I mean, he's been good at it for a long time. It's in his comfort zone. People look up and they respect him in that area. And there's things that you probably do, Fire Nation, that's the exact same thing. But guess what? That good is holding you back from the greats. All the magic in your world happens outside of your comfort zone. So if you're not getting outside of that comfort zone, Fire Nation, you're not getting to that true magic. So we have to really end on a very serious note, Jimmy, because there is a part of this journey that we have to do alone. And I love how you go into your description of the cave. So tell us about the cave. How do we survive the cave? Essentially, the best way to look at it is eventually you're going to have to come face to face with your own inner battle. Um, and this is a dark place that only you can enter. That's the cave, right? There's um, no guide can go in there with you. No ally can stand up there or, or take your place. Um, every person has to go in their own way and, and, and go into the depths uh, of what is the cave. And, and so a lot of people are just never willing to go there, to be honest. But um, if you're willing to go in, it is the hardest test we face as an explorer um, because you're going to go up against a foe who knows all your weaknesses, knows all your fears, knows all your secret shame, uh, the things you've never spoken about. You know, you're going to be groping around in the darkness and, the, and everything. And guess what? It's all you. You are the person you have to face in that moment. And so um, you kind of realize that, you know, the real you isn't strong enough, isn't smart enough. You're not deserving enough. But then you go into the cave and you have to figure that out. You take the mask off and you just start staring back at yourself and, and the whole person that you are. And so it, it's a beautiful example of really going in and, and going after the thing that we're most afraid of, which is facing ourselves. And uh, when you go in there, you know, you're going to be um, – you're going to be packed with anger and shame and judgment and all that. But um, as you come out, you know, you can't go over the cave. You can't go under a cave. That's kind of the, the allegory of the cave is you have to go into it. And when you go in there and you face those things, you face those demons, you face your shame, you face your insecurities. Uh, it's really a beautiful thing. I, I started doing that a couple of years ago. And I can't tell you the things that 
came up for me that I didn't even realize were there. Um, but you touch these parts of yourself where, you know, this, these insecurities or these things that happened to you in your youth. I'll give one quick example yeah. for me is I've always, you know, we talk about Tony Robbins talks about the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment, right? And he says that the saddest thing is somebody who has all the achievements without any of the fulfillment. And for myself, I was achiever always like, boom, hit this goal, go to the next one, hit this goal, go to the next one. I got to go to every country. I've got to do this. And I've always been an achiever, all this stuff. And, you know, people all the time that loved me would try to kind of tell me like, hey, are you, are you taking the time to, to really appreciate this? Are you taking the time to really enjoy all this? And I had an experience just in December and, uh, I, I, so one of my life goals, I had these 10 huge life goals, and one of them was to take my entire family on a dream vacation. And my entire family's big. I mean, we, I have six siblings and 25 nieces and nephews, and so there's 38 of us just in my immediate family, if you include in-laws, uh, my brother and sister-in-laws. And my big goal was to take everybody on a dream vacation. Well, I had done very well on an investment that I made, cashed a little bit of money out. So I took all 38 of us, paid for everybody to go to, on this Disney cruise to the Bahamas in December. And uh, good timing, it turns out. But um, but when I was there, and I loved it, it was everybody had the best time. But I didn't truly get to soak it all in. I was worried about what I was going to do next and what meant what it meant after this and all these different things. And it hit me about a month later. I was like, man, I didn't really soak that. And that was a lifetime award. That was a lifetime goal I had. And everybody else at the time of their lives. But I didn't truly get to enjoy it as much as I wanted to. And so I started really looking at and my life coach asked me a question, and I've never – this was kind of me going into the cave for the last few months. I've had to figure this out. She said, Jimmy, why do you feel like you always have to be achieving? Like, why can't? Why do you have to be exceptional? And I was like, well, what do you mean why do I have to be exceptional? Of course I have to be exceptional. Everybody has to be exceptional. She's like, no, a lot of people don't feel that way. They're just fulfilled just living their life in beauty. And I was like, wow, that's something to consider. I'd never even thought of the idea. And what it comes down to is – when I, I was able to really dig into this and, and work on this, and when I was a little kid, I was 14 years old, I mean, baseball was my life, and everything I did was baseball-oriented. Uh, my brother was the state MVP. My other brother played college at the university. Everybody was, you know, I mean, that was our family. And I remember when I was 14 years old, I'd been on the All-Stars every year, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. When I was 14 years old, we were having this year-end ceremony. And there was like an amphitheater with all the families there. And all of our buddies were sitting together on like the second row, the 15 of us that were always all-stars. And one by one, they would call the all-stars up to get their trophy and come on the field. And what I realized when there was about four of us left is there was only three trophies and the other three guys were definitely going to make the team. I ended up sitting there by myself as one by one, my friends all got called up. They were going to be hanging out all summer and I got left by myself sitting there. And I remember I was so sad, I just started to cry. And I was like, I've never felt so bad in my entire life. And in that moment, I said to myself, I said, Jimmy, you didn't work hard enough. And I said, I will never be outworked again because I didn't work hard enough. I will never be left out again. And I became in that moment this weird achiever that like had to accomplish things. And it's not bad to be an achiever, but it is if you're doing it out of a place of fear of being left. And so what I had to do is go back and find that little boy and let him know you know, that he was okay and kind of worked through that. And that was me going into the cave where now I'm trying to step back from all these things that I have to do or I have to achieve. Again, a blessing that's come from the coronavirus because there's nothing to go do right now, basically. But And long story short, it's really helped me to try to get to a place where I can achieve from a place of love or want as opposed to fear or um, anxiety of being left behind. And so that's allowing me to have a much more fulfilled life just in the last couple months. That's an example of me. Because it's not like you go in the cave once and you figure out your life. But that is a moment where I had to go into the cave, feel that 
fear that, uh, feel that fear, figure it out, and then come back out of that to go. And that's the beauty of the hero's journey is once you get to the all the way done, you just go on another journey and you you keep up leveling your life in every single way. Fire Nation, embrace the cave, embrace the journey. And Jimmy, you have shared so many value bombs today. Give us one key takeaway, the one value bomb you really want to make sure that we walk away with, and then give us a call to action for how we can follow you, learn more about you, and then we'll say goodbye. Absolutely. So if I could encourage people to do one thing, like if they're, you know, because again, the book itself, uh, I cover all these different stories of people that I've had on my podcast, you've been on my podcast, all these different people that have experienced in one way or another, you know, um, the hero's journey or or, or living the unsafe, you know, quote unquote, the hidden dangers of the safe life going the other route. But what I would tell people is um, too often in life, we have expectations of what our life is supposed to be. And usually those expectations aren't even our own expectations. They're expectations, and you kind of touched on this a little bit, of our family or our parents or of people that know us. But truly the honor of life, the most beautiful part of life is truly looking at yourself and going without expectations of what this is supposed to be. What do I truly want to do with myself? What If everything else was taken aside, I was talking to a 19-year-old kid just the other day and and he was talking about his dad wanting to do all these things, but he doesn't want, and he told me he wanted to do. I said, dude, for what it's worth, permission to just do whatever you want to do, whatever feels authentic, you need to go that route because you don't want to look back on your life and have regret because you did what your church told you or what your parents told you. You get to decide. Ultimately, you only get one life. It's your life or at least one to do this way. And your life is yours to live. So you have the courage to truly take that, un- what feels like that unsafe path and explore your own journey. And then also you can find me on Instagram is Mr. Jimmy Rex, J-I-M-M-Y-R-E-X, uh, or just Google me Jimmy Rex and I'm on you know YouTube, all the different platforms, but Mr. Jimmy Rex on Instagram. And I try to get back to everybody. I, the book will be out in about two months, but until then I love to share a lot of information and things like that. Well, what's the uh, date the book's person. coming out? We finalized the date probably the next week, but it's, it will be bef- before the end of June, it'll be out for sure. And again, it's called, you end up where you're heading the hidden path, uh, the, excuse me, the hidden dangers of living a safe life. Awesome. Well, this is going live June 29th. Oh, it'll probably be exactly right there. I mean, this is going to be perfect. So Fire Nation, go check it out. See if you can find that book. And where can they go specifically, Jimmy, if they want to see if this book is available? Yeah, we're going to be on Amazon. Um, we also have the website, uh, The Hidden Dangers of Living a Safe Life. And we also have the website, You End Up Where You're Heading. So they can go to either of those two websites or to Amazon and just put in my name, Jimmy Rex. Awesome. Well, Fire Nation, good timing. Hopefully that book is ready. And you know this, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with JR and JLD today. So keep up the heat. And if you head over to eofire.com and type Jimmy in the search bar, the show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. Best show notes in the biz, timestamps, links galore. And of course, make sure you're following Jimmy on Instagram, Mr. Jimmy Rex. So Jimmy, thank you so much for sharing your truth, your knowledge, your value with Fire nation today for that we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side thanks john appreciate you so much hey fire nation today's value bomb content was brought to you by jimmy and if you've had your big idea you would be ready to ignite my free training will get you to your big idea fire nation in less than an hour that's less than 60 minutes visit your big idea.io visit today and i'll catch you there fire nation or i'll catch you on the flippity flip side
Start building an army of loyal affiliates and brand ambassadors who constantly promote your products today. The step-by-step is waiting for you on my buddy Russell Brunson's new podcast miniseries, Traffic Secrets. Open your podcast app and subscribe to Traffic Secrets now or visit trafficsecretspodcast.com.